What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the MMA Archive. I'm so happy to be joined again by my guy, Arwen. Please uh, tell them where they, they could find your stuff at. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at 808MMAinsight, and you can follow us on SoundCloud at For the Free. Nice, For the Free. I got to check that out, too. Uh, so... Once again, thank you so much for coming on. Um, this is the first time that you're on the old school MMA archive. So hyped to talk mm -hmm. some pride one with you. Um, just hilarious that it worked out this way that, of course, we're covering pride one in pride month. Uh, so it's all aligning. It's all aligning <laughs> here. Uh, so, you, dude, I've been waiting for this for a long time like legit i was talking to a bunch of different people this week i'm like it's not it's not just the ufc archive no more like we we got that it's the mma archive now uh because we finally got another promotion in the fold uh so excited to jump right into this one so pride one took place on october 11th 1997 at the tokyo dome in tokyo japan of course there was and this is a record so far uh, based on all the UFC events I've covered, 50,000 people in attendance here at the to Tokyo Dome. Uh, it was electric, so it makes sense. Um, the TV announcers were St Steven Quadros as well as Bass Rutan, uh, which I thought were, they're, they're a great duo. Like, I'm excited to watch more mm -hmm. Pride uh, events because I know Bass Rutan was their commentator for a long time too. Quadros still does stuff with uh, Risen now in the present day. Uh, mm -hmm. So interested to see with that whole, I don't know if you heard about this, but the whole issue with the Bima TV uh, because of Sakaki Barra. So I don't know if you know this as well, but just to make a long story short, the, one of the main reasons why Pride was eventually sold the way it was so abruptly uh, was because there was uh, rumors of ties between. Oh, the Yakuza, uh, right? Yes, sir. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> so that same thing is happening now as well um, so apparently yeah. he still has ties with the yakuza and abimo mm. is supposed to have an international broadcast for the tension nasukawa versus um takeru kickboxing match mm -hmm. uh but they right. they waived their entire um international rights so now it's only going to be played in japan locally so i'm gonna i need to figure out my vpn i need to get, i need to watch that fight but anyway um, I'm interested to see how Risen works moving forward, considering that obviously now there's having issues because of these ties to the Yakuza. Fucking mm -hmm. nuts. And I'm not going to lie, when I was watching this event, there was a couple of times where I'm like, this feels a little questionable. Like, is this is this some fixed shit? Like, I'm, I'm interested to hear your <laughs> thoughts on the ones that I felt that way about. Uh, mm -hmm. But let's jump right into this man the first bout of the night was between this is this is tough this is tough to say right here murakami kuzunari kazunari hope i said that correctly versus john dixon um let me just read off the stats for this one kazunari came in at six foot one 209 pounds john dixon came in at six foot 275 so we got some big boys here this was yeah. fun while it lasted there was there was a lot of interesting moments where um, they ended up really locked up in clinch positions. Uh, Dixon was trying to work for double unders a lot, um, mm. but from there, could, wasn't really able to work for the takedown. And then he just lands this huge judo throw, uh, Kazunari that is. And from there, I, one of the slickest transitions um, I could remember in the in the old school MMA uh, fight so mm. far 
uh, where he got that top position and had the arm already and then just started hammering them just to just to distract them a little bit uh, to sit out for that arm bar. I thought that this finish was awesome and a great way to start off the card, man. What were your thoughts? Um, yeah, man. <clears throat> I, I feel like as MMA fans now, we've been spoiled with like really like high quality fights. So it's really fun to watch an old fight and seeing like, wow, like this sport has grown so much. And this is like basically like what like the beginning of the card too. And then you see like the quality of matchups. And it was just really dude, man. I was like, John Dixon. And I was like, this is somebody's like soccer coach, you know? And then <laughs> and then Murakami, when he threw him, I was like, okay, that was really cool. And then got him with the arm bar and everything. And I was like, yeah, like ah, you can tell this is from 97. So I was like, okay, like let's see where the night goes from here. <laughs> yeah it was some true old school shit you got you got the thick dudes looking like they're a little lost out there <laughs> it was great it was staple of old school mma and i agree i feel like there's i was I, i'm excited to talk about this too i feel like there's levels as far as what makes a fight a good fight like there's different criteria like that mm-hmm. there's some fights that are good but for different reasons than others are so i'm excited to get into that too about some of the later fights uh so that's an awesome point uh, but this second fight, dude, this second fight was crazy. Uh, Gary Goodrich versus Oleg Taktarov, two UFC veterans. Obviously, Oleg Taktarov ended up winning uh, the tournament. I think it was UFC 6. Uh, mm-hmm. So really a decorated fight. I was surprised that this was uh, so low on the card, um, especially with the way it delivered. Dude, and this is, this is another good point of sort of uh, what makes a fight good. There was a lot of times in this fight where it was a lull in action. They weren't they weren't really doing much. Mm-hmm. They were just looking at each other and sort of anticipating that moment of engagement. Um, mm-hmm. And man, when when Gary Goodrich got going, uh, it was destructive. I, honestly, I feel like after that first knockdown, there was a case to stop it. And mm-hmm. dude, the way it ended was just freaking brutal. I mean. A face plant KO, literally, that, that gets mm-hmm. shown often now still. Uh, just the way he fell and the way the follow-up shots didn't affect him, like, at all. Like, usually there's a reaction to those. Like, that's how you know someone is entirely out already. Uh, just a bad knockout in every way possible. And it's such a, a, a bittersweet thing watching a lot of Gary Goodrich's fights, honestly, because... Obviously, he's had many highlight reel knockouts just like this, too. Uh, but obviously, mm-hmm. he's um, been very vocal about uh, dealing with a lot of the effects of uh, CTE and how it's affected him in his later life. So it's just yeah. so bizarre to see, like, for lack of a better word, the dude was a wild man. And, and the dude definitely uh, shelled out his fair share of uh, brain pun- brain trauma himself. So... Uh, mm-hmm. Just a just a wild fight, and honestly, I didn't expect it to go this way at all. Like I thought, Taktarov would be able to slow things down, uh, get him on top at some point, and then work his offense there. But uh, this this was bad. This was bad. Yeah, I was. <clears throat> I love I love Uncle Gary. Uh, yeah, on Twitter, I I put um. One day I will hope my traps look like uh, Gary Goodridge's back in Pride One because he just looked like a monster back then. And then um, honestly, I think that out of all the fights, this is probably my favorite one. But then because I totally ignored like the lull in action because <laughs> because it seemed like you know they were very like yeah very timid and very like trying to fill each other out. But it was like 
a long fight. So, like, Oleg was trying to get off his takedowns, and it wasn't, like, that reactionary. Like, it was kind of from far out. And then I think Gary Goodridge was, like, the only one who really threw a jab this entire fight card. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And leg kicks. And I was like, oh, my God, like, like set something up. Like, do more and then, like, but... I think the knockout itself was just so brutal. I was like, oh my God, like, that's crazy. Dude, and then this sign I got to mention too, because I, I thought it was no, literally the first exchange of this fight, Gary Goodrich threw a, a leg kick naked, no no setup whatsoever, and got dropped with a left hook. <laughs> so I was freaking mm -hmm. out as soon as the fight started. I'm like, yo, <laughs> this guy does not is not known for his power like that. Um, and mm -hmm. he's just dropping him with a left hook early. And he landed some nice shots, too, early on in the fight. Like, I felt like he definitely had been working on his boxing. That's something they said on the commentary as well. Um, mm -hmm. And and that came across. Like, early on, he had some success on the feet. Uh, but this mm -hmm. was a theme for this night, too, of people that are more known for being grapplers. Uh, but sort of because they're working on their striking now, they get used to doing that more so. So now that, mm -hmm. that's like their primary form of attack. Uh, reminded me of sort of the K-1 Maya phase uh, when Damian Maya was out here trying oh. to box up everyone. Oh. Uh, it, it felt like that because I felt like Ola, early on, like Oleg was having success on the feet, uh, but then it just got real timid out of nowhere. And then once those mm -hmm. exchanges started happening, like you said, it was so explosive and so wild in those moments that you just completely mm -hmm. forgot of the, the other moments where we was waiting for it to happen, basically. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can see, like, from here, you're seeing everyone's trying to figure out how to mix the martial arts now, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it was like, you can tell where they're trying to go. Like, okay, boxing. Okay, kickboxing. All right, back to wrestling. Back to boxing again. And I'm like, do it together like like i'm like wait i gotta chill out because this is 97 this is like still early on that this is going on so like, okay <laughs> it's always bugged out too when you see like a flash of brilliance like you're like oh shit like that 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 looks like something that happens today like i always try to make notes of those things because it's it's, right. it's it's few and far between like i feel like like you said we're spoiled now what is considered mm -hmm. a boring fight? Like I saw so many people on Twitter yesterday talking about how Brendan Allen versus uh, Malcolm was a boring fight. And I'm like, well, are, are, do you just say you don't like grappling because that, that's a, that's <laughs> as fun as it gets, right? Like for, yeah, for exactly. a guy like me. Uh, so yeah, hilarious. Exactly. Transitions, scrambles. Yeah. Back then it's like you get taken down, you they stay there. Exactly. <laughs> there's there's not gonna be parody where they're just gonna be relaxing or trying to survive. Oh, they settled. I was like, yeah, I'll give up this round. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got... And there's a lot of that uh... coming up, dude. This next fight, let's just get right into it because it goes from like these highs that I honestly was expecting coming in watching Pride because I've seen the highlight reels. There's a, a bunch of crazy shit that happens in this promotion that I'm excited to to witness um, in this way. But dude, mm -hmm. um, starting the card the way these two did to run into this fight right here. So let me give some insight on how I sort of prep for these because I know it's a it's a lot to watch these fights. But I have up the topology page, but I don't scroll up through the matchups until I watch it during the event so that way i'm not really being spoiled on who's fighting until i'm at that point um as well as like um 
the matchup and because on topology obviously you see who won so I'm, i try to avoid that mm -hmm. uh, so as soon as i saw henzo gracie i'm like let's go like this is gonna be hype i, I know henzo like uh, <laughs> i'm excited to watch this uh so the tail of the tape on this one was akiri akira shoji uh standing mm -hmm. at 5 8 194 coming up against henzo gracie 5 10 185 uh, so this fight starts and I'm pumped. Like I, I'm, I'm hype. I'm like, this is these last two fights have been bangers. This one's going to be great. Uh, dude, this fight was garbage, like absolute <laughs> garbage. And, and what made it so bad for me is like, once I said, I'm not a guy that hates grappling. I enjoy watching it. Uh, but there was just a lot of points where obviously timidity on the feet, getting mm -hmm. to a point where you can be on the ground. But then once they were on the ground, obviously, Henzo was having a lot of control time, uh, but not really doing much with it. Like you would think he would try mm -hmm. more so to advance. And obviously there's times where he did, uh, but it felt like a very early MMA theme of like, I'm going to get top mm -hmm. position. And then I kind of get stuck here. Like, I, what are we going to do now? Um, and mm -hmm. that happened a bunch in this one. And something that I noticed about this card in general was like, it's a little weird that they don't like explain the rounds beforehand. Like for example, this fight had three 10 minute rounds. So it was mm -hmm. a long fight, like a very, very long fight. And later on, there was a fight that was one 30 minute round. Like what, what is the difference? Like how, how am I supposed to know this? So I guess that's just the fun of watching pride. I wonder if on the right, actual right. broadcast, like they mentioned that, but on the the sort of cut down, trimmed down version I saw of Fight Pass, um, they didn't mention anything in between fights. You just had to figure it out based on how the match was going. Like there was even a kickboxing uh, match that I'm excited to talk about too that came up later. But you could tell how bad this fight is because the conversation of this fight went somewhere else. I'm not, I'm trying to avoid talking about this one. Please, I'm excited to hear how you felt watching this 30 minute slog fest. <laughs> yeah it definitely was a mud match for me like it was so funny because i actually had to cook dinner for me and my girl so that was like babe can you watch this shit because i just cannot like right now like i can't i, I watched the first two round, like the first yeah i think the first round and then i was like i can't do this shit because I, I unlike you i did the opposite where i accidentally saw all the results and i was like fuck like i didn't want to do that because i wanted to watch it like normally but i was like okay whatever so it's a draw I was like, it can't be that bad, right? So then watching, I was like, oh, hell no. Okay, I'm going to go cook the dinner, babe. Go watch this shit. And then she's watching. It's like, um, I think the Japanese guy won. And then I was like, wait, honey, you got to remember that the scoring system's different. Like, it's not it's not the same like UFC. And she's like, what? So what is it? It's like, it's based on, like, who's more aggressive and, like, who's doing more. And it's like, well, I, I think the Japanese guy's doing more. <laughs> she was, like, trying to, like, questioning herself after that. Because, like, I remember watching, I was like, oh, hell no. Like, I can see why this ended in stroke. <laughs> just, hell yeah. I think they had, like, one good moment. And then they just stopped. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, you yep. And I agree with your girl, actually. I feel oh. like that one good moment was for, um, I'm, I'm sorry, I feel terrible that I'm not saying his name. So I'm pulling it up. Shoji? It was for Shoji, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and in that stretch, I feel like it made up for all the other inactivity uh, before prior mm -hmm. and if it was today's Doing mma true. that's such a good point uh based on yeah. how damage is weighed so heavily i feel like mm -hmm. that it, it could have been a, a actually scored for shoji but um because of the rules it just got ruled a draw yeah dude it was just that was hard and this is like the first fight and i was like okay i can't do like this again but 
Yeah, we'll continue. <laughs> <laughs> there can't be another one of these, right? Yeah. I'm used to it already. There's been a couple um, that have been hell to sit through where I'm just, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes you got to hit the plus five second. And, and, and in the next one that we're going to talk about, there's literally stretches where I hit it a couple times and uh-huh. there still was nothing that happened in between. Uh, so that is rough. Uh, so excited, smart, to, oh, excited to roast that. Um, next up, the fourth bout of the night. This one was actually fun. Not going to lie. This I, I was bugging out during this one. We got Nathan Jones standing at six foot nine. 345 pounds and let me mm-hmm. let me let me say this asterisk right here this guy looks shredded like it's not like he was he was a thick guy don't get me wrong but when mm-hmm. you hear the weight that high you would think they're a little more on the chubby side like your boy over here no like I, he was compared to his <laughs> opponent um he he looked uh pretty pretty sturdy there uh obviously he was coming up against <clears throat> excuse me mitch mitch suharu Kiteo, um standing at six foot seven, three ninety, uh, two two freaking giants, dude. And early mm. on in this, uh, Nathan ended up throwing a, a spinning heel kick. They called it a crescent kick. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm just prisoner in the moment with uh, the Leota Machida, uh, <clears throat> Randy Couture fight, where that's my idea of what a crescent kick. Is. I've never heard a spinning kick like that called a crescent kick. So I was like bugging out on, on that. Like but... That way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Front and then that way. <laughs> got you. Got you. So, yeah, I was like a little confused about that. But when that happened, I was like, oh, we, we throw in spinach shit now. Like it, we're on that level. Uh, but uh-huh. for the rest of the fight, it was a little more disappointing. Um, he ended up trying to wrap up a guillotine on Kateo. And uh, from there, he, he threw a knee, which is something that, I've seen other people like have the same thing happen to before. One of them be actually being the guy that's on your screen, Dustin Poirier, uh, mm-hmm. where you have a guillotine locked up and then you're like, you know what? I could land a knee here because they're postured up trying to avoid the guillotine. Sounds like a good mm-hmm. idea until you're on one foot and uh, they're driving mm-hmm. right through your legs. And that's exactly what happened. Um, Kateo ended up getting on top and moving straight into side control and wrapping up what I would say the, the most methodical key lock I've seen. Cause there's been a couple key locks in the UFC up to this point, mm-hmm. but there was no like, okay, now I'm at the point that I'm moving quickly on this. Nah, he was slowly wrenching it until he, he had just enough torque to secure the tap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that was crazy. I mean, that's, that's how you're supposed to do it, you know? You're just biggest heavyweight guys. Like, you know, I'm going to make sure I secure it first. Mm-hmm. But um, what's funny, too, is uh, so Nathan Jones, is a, he was a power lifter, and he's an actor. So if you watch Never Back Down 3 with, I think, Michael Jai White, mm-hmm. he's I think he's the main guy. He's the main uh, guy at the end. So he's done a lot of MMA stuff after, like, you know? But his MMA career as a whole wasn't, like, as spectacular as his movie career, so... But it, yeah, dude, like, it's just funny. Like just seeing all this stuff is like, you see the difference, you know? And it's like, especially with heavyweight MMA, it's like, it's still, you know, there's still a process where you're watching it. I'm like, okay, go for a body shot because he's covering high. And they just don't do it. I'm just saying, all right, well, this makes sense that this is still happening. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Because uh, I agree. There's times where I get frustrated like that watching fights today. 
And then I'm, I, mm. and then I look back and I'm like, ah, if only, if only they knew how lucky they were. Uh, Cause there's a lot of moments where it's just like questionable decisions, but thank you for that mm. context. I had no idea. I wonder yeah. if um, Nathan Jones was famous at that time as well, because that was the case with the main event too. And obviously we'll get to that a little bit later, but just the mm-hmm. theme of getting people in that are famous for being in those action type movies or pro wrestling and putting them to the goddamn test uh, in the deep mm-hmm. end. So uh, that's interesting. Uh, but honestly, when this one started at, at space and everything like that, I was like, Nathan Jones probably should have this right. Like in theory. <laughs> uh, so it was fun to see the way it played out. Crazy. Heck yeah. So next up, we had K1 rules, kickboxing. They completely switched it. Didn't really make a mention of it until the fight is starting. Uh, they both had on MMA gloves, though. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Ralph White standing at six foot three, 225 pounds versus Branko Sikatich standing at 6'2", 216. Um, this barely lasted a couple minutes, uh, but this was awesome like that inject this into my veins i had fun during this entire fight Mm -hmm. Uh, off the glove touch branko just the absolute asshole move (laughs) throws a spinning back kick as soon as they uh get off of doing that glove touch and then everyone reacted like oh like like what the fuck (laughs) like damn dude that's and it's rare that you get a reaction like that in japan uh so i found that hilarious because i agree just a scummy thing to do um, and then right shortly after that, uh, lands a big overhand right that drops Ralph. And as he's on the ground, lands a brutal kick to the head that we're used to seeing in Pride. Uh, so I was confused uh-huh. on this. Uh, but because it was just stand-up rules and not MMA, that kick is illegal. And if that would have happened in one of the MMA right. fights, it would have been completely right. illegal. Uh, but th- yeah, that moment kind of confused me there and he ended up falling sort of out of the ring and i noticed whenever that happened in this event they'll just restart it on the feet so that's probably what would have happened uh but from the kick he ended up getting a huge hematoma um on his forehead that blew up real quick Mm -hmm. too like um and and just kept getting bigger and they they were analyzing it and obviously because that damage came off of this illegal move um they ended up dqing sikatich uh just a weird fight uh, kind of feels cosmic karma that you get DQ'd after after what you did times two. Uh, so I don't feel bad for him, but uh, it was fun. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, that was crazy. Yeah, he used the he used the glove touch as a frame, but then <laughs> fucking asshole. So yeah, so when I saw it too, I was like, oh yeah, he's disqualified like for sure. And then so this made me appreciate Quadros and Rutin as commentators because I think there was like a good like five to ten minutes of them just talking. And it just seemed like a podcast where they were just like chewing the shit, like super, like it gets it, like it, it becomes a trend over the night too, because then they start getting more and more comfortable, and they start talking more and more shit. They're not even and talking it, about the fight anymore. Yeah, exactly. They're just talking shit. Yeah. They just start. They start. The, the professionalism goes out the window. They're like, "Oh no, this is fucking terrible." Like, <laughs> like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just so funny. Yeah, we'll get to it, but that shit was so funny. Yeah, I, I love Quadros, man. He he's a meme. Even now, um, he mo- he mostly does the shows with uh, why am I, why did I just break on his name? Uh, Frank Trake. So so obviously he's right. known for doing refereeing now, but he's over there in Risen. I uh, love me some Quadros. But anyway, mm-hmm. this next one, 
uh, felt like the um, the marquee fight, right? Name wise, you would think Kimo Leopoldo standing at 6'3, 235. And this is notable. I'm going to get back to that in a second versus Dan Severn, 6'2, 250. Uh, so in this era, obviously, uh, we didn't have those stronghold contracts, I'm guessing, because these guys were just like, hey, I'll, <laughs> I'll see you guys later, I guess. And they even made note in the mm-hmm. UFC broadcast, like he went to Japan and he's going to be coming back. Uh, so that I, I found that pretty cool. If only today's MMA had stuff like that more often. Uh, but random side note, shout out to shout out to Bellator and BKFC working together. I don't know if you saw that uh, fight announcement yeah, they're doing. Mike Perry <laughs> versus um, Page, MVP yeah. in yeah. bare knuckle. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, you kind of kind of got a fair, favorite Perry, right? In that matchup. Yeah, he was going to make it dirty, honestly. It yeah. has to be that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. At space, though, he. Um, MVP is always dangerous, so I'm excited to see how that works mm-hmm. out. But just an example of how this makes for fun fights that honestly props up both organizations because, look, we're talking about them. For the most mm-hmm. part, I don't really talk yeah. too much about BKFC or Bellator um, in general. So uh, mm-hmm. that's important, and it does a lot for the sport, goddammit. But anyway, these guys both coming over from the UFC to Pride, and the most crazy thing about it to me was chemo is clearly back on the sauce. So let's get this straight. In the in the last fight that he had in the UFC, he <laughs> dropped down like he looked like he could make 205, dude. Like he dropped right. down to like 220 lean. Like he looked really small compared to before. So I'm like, "Oh, I guess he's working on his cardio a lot." And obviously mm-hmm. it ended up playing out. He ended up winning that fight and it was more of a long fight and it worked out in his favor. So Honestly, I kind of feel like that's the optimized version of chemo. Like it, it, he actually looks like a MMA fighter versus uh, the the memes that come when he's actually just jacked off of all the supplements. You can tell, and clearly, I mean, just bulking up in a matter of. I looked it back. I think it's like a year and four months bulking up <laughs> to that level after losing that weight. Crazy, uh, but. I don't know. I thought I thought Severn was looking uh, a little better than he was in the UFC too. So I'm like, damn, is it like mandatory? Is it like a you signed a contract and you get a little shot in the arm or something? I, I don't know how it works out, but uh, both of these guys looked in better shape than their last fights, mm-hmm. and that got me excited. I'm like, this is going to be a fun fight, right? Please, please, please tell the people what ensued <laughs> after after that <laughs> assumption. <laughs> Oh, but well, if you look at the contrast of styles, so I think Kimo has is known for like the better, like standing up and just being a big guy, right? And then um, Severn's known to be a wrestler and all that. But again, you got to remember this is 97. So like the mixing of the martial arts is still in process. And like, it's so funny because we, back then the knowledge of just like what supplements do to your body and like how <clears throat> the meta of like, just like, cutting weight and like gaining weight, what happens to it. The whole fight, I'm just saying, I just see two old men fighting each other. Two old, tired, buff men trying to strike each other, not throwing a jab, like barely throwing, like naked low kicks all night, um, shots from like miles away. Um, There's like a couple of good moments, but then at the same time, like you, when you listen to the commentary, you're like, what the hell am I watching too? Like, cause then at that point they're getting tired of it. And that's their job to like be interested in it. They're like, like, I don't know what they're doing. Like, it's like, Oh, um, you know, 
Like I can't, I can't figure, I forgot his name already. No, no, Severn, Severn, you know, he's been saying he's improving on his striking, so he wants to, like, show off his striking. I'm like, he doesn't have to. Like, he doesn't have to do it. Like, it's okay. I believe him. <laughs> like, it, it just was so bad, like, a lot of the fight. And it's funny, too, because I think he was busting up Kimo's face, mm-hmm. you know? Both of them busted each other up, funny enough. <laughs> yeah, and it was just, like, the fact it was ruled, like, a draw, <laughs> because it was just, like, so bad. Like what, like, what is going on? Like, what are we doing? So... Yeah, I don't know. It was just so weird. Like it, I, I did like that um, they did more draws back then, mm-hmm. because I guess they're just trying to figure it out. Like, like, oh, what are we gonna do with this and that? That's why when you were talking about the times and like how no one really knew what the times were, I think I watched like one of the later Pride events, like with like Rampage and all them. Like it seemed a little bit more organized, you know, mm-hmm, for sure. <clears throat> Which I enjoy a lot. So the progression of MMA, like. These old fights are important. Like watching them, like as as painful as they are, they're good film study because you see, like, you don't want to do this sometimes. Like, there's times where this is all the good things that you can get from this, and then there's this stuff that you don't want to do now because it's not going to work now. You know, you can't throw a naked low kick. You can't just throw hooks. Like, you can't just try to initiate a clinch and just hold. Like, you have to do more. Um, and it reminded me of like Glover and uh, Yuri, like last night. Like, they weren't giving up position. They were trying to do more each time. And that was a heavyweight, oh, no, sorry, light heavyweight fight, too. So it's, like, seeing them do all these things and being, like, like a lower weight class, but still, yet, yeah, like, you got to have that mindset, like, oh, um, I can't just settle here. I have to do more. Like, um, Yuri made that adjustment with the body shots, too. And then when you watch, when you go all the way back to 97, you watch these fights, you're, like, yeah, there's body shots right there. Like, even, like, a normal guy could see that. And then they don't go for it. They just try to, like, hit the face. They shoot in, try to initiate clench, and then don't do nothing with the clench. Like, and it was just a lot. And then the fact that it went to a draw made me even more upset. (laughs) So I was just like, I just watched a 30-minute match with two old men. Just, that's it. They both won. Dude, I got to ask you, like, who do you feel under today's modern context, if you had to score that fight and give a winner, like, who do you think won, like, going into that moment? Honestly, dude, like... They both lost. (laughs) They both lost. That's why it's a draw. I'll I'll pick a winner. I'll pick a winner. Because in my head, I'm just, like, part of it's repressing it because it was so, like, shitty. And the commentary... Yeah, it was so long. The commentary made it fun, though, because they were just talking shit. But um, I think Severn won, just, like, on the takedowns and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I think he was doing better there. And then I feel like he just should have kept going because he was attacking more. And then, like, he was getting really tired. Mm-hmm. But then I guess, you know, you just it just doesn't last when you're, like, on the sauce, right? So Exactly. Exactly. And, and the fact that they made this fight a uh, one- one round for 30 minutes straight. There was not a break. There was not no uh, time to catch your breath. And I feel like that played into the way the fight played out too, because yeah. there's no shot in the arm from having that minute of recovery. It's just straight slog. And I, there was some moments that I squinted really hard to appreciate. For example, I've watched a lot of Dan Severn fights and this is the moment as well. Like this fight, his last fight, where it feels like we're seeing him get old. And he, he came into the sport older. Uh, so I, I agree with you on that. That was something that I noticed off the top too, because 
when you watch the first couple of events and you see the reason why Dan Severn has the name he does today, like you respect mm -hmm. his game. Like, it's not like he's a bum. Like, it's not like that is what he always offered. Uh, but it's at that point where now you sort of expect that. And he, he's been working, which I love. He worked off of sort of the wrestling stance. Cause obviously you, you would know better than I, but you have a dominant side based on where you, prefer to shoot from and that's usually right. how you, what what foot you put forward depends on mm -hmm. uh how ready that readily that takedown is there for you and i would assume he he wrestled the way he uh sort of right foot forward because he adapted and he was one of the very few guys who is using that southpaw stance um right. so you you see that with a lot of early wrestlers as well mark coleman comes to mind too uh that it just mm -hmm. looks it just looks different because at this time not everyone is doing that that's not common to see those sort of um opposite stance matchups so there was a lot of times where Severn was landing jabs but the problem was it was only jabs like there was no follow-up whatsoever mm -hmm. you gotta follow up so even when he would tag him a couple times, there was accumulative damage, but it wasn't like he was stunning him or, and, and I actually got a little bit of a hot take here. I, I felt like coming away that chemo won in, in today's scoring criteria. Cause I felt like he landed the bigger shots, had the bigger moments and those mm -hmm. takedowns weren't really secured for a long period of time. Um, they ended up getting ringed out anyway. So they just restarted it back up on the feet. Um, yeah. The one time he actually did get a takedown. And then besides that, he was getting stuffed the whole night. So uh, yeah, mm. it was, it was a weird fight. Like I expected a lot more out of this because of their previous engagements in the UFC. Uh, so it just felt like a decline for both of them. Uh, the, you get back on the sauce, you know, it gets hard to get, you're not used to those movements. Your body isn't moving the way it was a couple months ago, but yeah, uh, it was tough. Yeah, dude, a lot of lactic acid buildup. You see it. Okay. And yeah, man, like I was telling my girl when we were watching it too, like, yeah, so you see this old guy right here? Like he's had more than like, I think like 80 or like a hundred uh, MMA fights. Like he was like, say shy for mma you know just fighting younger dudes for a while and then when he finally retired like him and jeremy warren shout out to him like and seeing this fight i i might have to watch it again just because like i need to work on like my scoring because i actually do want to like try to apply to be an mma judge so oh, yes. <laughs> like, i should try to watch it again <laughs> so but yeah man it's just it, it's 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 nice like people we gotta appreciate those like old fights and then you see like what you get now because you see people bitch like you know mma twitter is so fickle right like <laughs> like you see them bitch about the fights now but i'm like dude like trust me like we're spoiled compared to like all the shit we used to watch like even like you know like ufc like 30 days like all those days like they were they're getting up there but compared to now like the matchups are more high quality like even like the prelims like those guys exactly. you see it's very rare you see guys who like have mud matches like that you know Mm -hmm. so. Or complete squash masses where it's like that guy didn't yeah. belong in there. Like that's how it felt mm -hmm. in a lot of these early fights. Like it was either you had a great fight mm -hmm. because it was competitive or someone came in there to get smoked. Like that, that's what it felt right. like. That's exactly uh, what it is. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, man, I wanted like it bad fights get even worse when you have actual like hopes for them. Like I was hoping that this fight was actually going to be good. <laughs> like I, based on their previous mm -hmm. fights, I'm hyped. 
Um, and exactly. it, it just the, the hugest letdown They've left the worst taste in my mouth. Uh, so we, we can move on from this one. But just imagine this. You guys <laughs> complain all the time now. Imagine having to sit through a 30 minute fight like mm-hmm. straight. And and this is now like between this and the Ken <laughs> Shamrock fight, like, dude, like you're on the all time snoozer list now. Like those fights, mm-hmm. like even people were complaining recently about uh, Rose versus um, Carla, too. Dude, watch that fight and then watch this fight. I would say Rose and Carla mm-hmm. 2 is better than this, right? Like, yeah, I'd, I'd rather is... watch that, honestly, because at least I get a break. I'm being an asshole, I'm sorry. Yeah, but... yeah, I love it. I love oh, shit. it. I mean, hey, it's warranted. You, you give shit where it's warranted and you give credit where it's mm-hmm. warranted. And that's just what it right, is. Right. So you improve uh, too. You know? Exactly. <laughs> but uh, the final matchup of the night, the main event, the seventh fight of the night, we have Hicks and Gracie, the rumored to be 400 and 0, standing at 5'11 and 185 versus Nobuhiku Takata, six foot, 210. And just to give some perspective, this was like, the Hulk Hogan of Japanese pro wrestling. Like this, this man was mm-hmm. very famous uh, for being a, a pro wrestler and made a lot of different appearances in pride. Most of them uh, getting taken out <laughs> the way he was in this one. Uh, this one was fun as well, but it also had its slow, mo- slow moments too. Um, Hicks and Gracie, it's hilarious that they were talking about him claiming that he was 400 wins and zero losses just because the way he he sort of goes about fighting is very weird. <laughs> like, I feel like that watching him, uh, the mystique of who he is and sort of how great he is in jujitsu, I don't doubt that. I just feel like it doesn't come across as far as his MMA stuff because that was sort of what was propped up. Like, this is the guy, mm-hmm. this is the Gracie out of all of them that is actually the best. And mm-hmm. just based off of what what I saw in this one on the feed, it, what it, like his chin was right there to be touched, and he's just like doing all this like exactly moving with the energy <laughs> back and forth with his hands and just leaving oh, his chin out there. Um, it was strange oh, on the feet, and and mm-hmm. and they were looking at each other for a very long time. Just uh, are we are we doing this? Is this, is this what we're doing? Um, so I was for a couple minutes there i'm like man i can't have like two of these back to back like please please i can't have another (laughs) like i don't know i didn't know i was in for 30 minutes of the last one if i'm in for another Mm. 30 minutes of this like i Uh. i I might never watch friday let me stop uh but the way this one ended up playing out um he eventually was able to get a huge uh slam which was Mm -hmm. awesome to be honest big double leg Uh, where you saw that he's not just a grappler, he has that explosion. Because obviously, that was the big knock on a lot of the jujitsu guys early on, that, yeah, you're great Mm -hmm. on the ground, and you're able to finish people because uh, you have superior knowledge to them there. Uh, But you can't get them on the ground for nothing. Uh, This was a a power takedown. So that was cool to see. Mm -hmm. Um, Holds up, looks good. He almost landed on his neck. uh, So that was rough. But um, after that, transitioned beautifully to the mount and pounded him with a bunch of shots before swinging to secure that arm bar at four minutes and 47 seconds. Just honestly, the finish was awesome. Everything leading up to it was questionable, <laughs> but um, I, I, I came away impressed. I think once, once he was able to get sort of in range, close that distance and uh, start working his game, he did a really good job finishing the fight. Uh, so I, I just, I can't believe, I can't believe 
that um, they sort of propped up these pro wrestling guys as sort of, obviously we see what they do in pro wrestling. So it should work here. Right. Um, there was obviously moments cause he was much bigger that you felt the threat of his striking, but just as far as significant things that landed, there was nothing there really. Right. Yeah, it was, that was actually weird. Like, I think this was like the first full Hickson fight I ever watched. I watched like highlights and stuff. So you only see the good things in highlights. Right. So seeing that, I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, you just think, I think the reason why, too, with, like, um, putting... They, they were kind of getting known for freak matches, right? I think that's what they started off is with Itsukata saying, like, you know, the pro wrestler, like, oh, okay, they're probably just drawing in more of the audience, right? But seeing Hickson and, like... Because um, I was telling a girl, like, oh, this is, like, the... This, this is supposed to be the, the pinnacle of the Gracie family. And seeing him do, like, that... Um, the slam, too, it was, like... Um, I think he mentions in the his interviews with uh, Joe Rogan, he talks about uh, how he did wrestle with like some wrestlers before too. Like he tried to make sure that he was good everywhere, you know, his judo and like jujitsu and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> yeah. The 400 no thing was kind of like uh, suspect to me, but I mean, you know, it's okay. It doesn't matter now. He's, re he's retired. He's like doing all his own things and whatnot. Um, but I think, yeah, it definitely would have been a different story if he was the one in the UFC tournament than uh, Hoist, you know. Uh, I, I liked it better that Hoist was the one who did it just because, you know, it made it made jiu-jitsu seem like, oh, this is for a sport where anyone can, like, beat the bigger guy, you know. And that was, like, a good case for that. So seeing Hickson just fucking just, like, slam this dude and, like, you know, fucking go for his arm, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I liked um, seeing how they're favoring more their specialty. Like they're trying to get to their specialty as soon as possible. Like that's what I appreciate about these old fights is um, I think they're mentioning it on the, I forgot what it was. I think it was on Twitter. <clears throat> we were talking about uh, how the guy whose specialty is always going to be better than an all rounder, you know, like you have a guy like Hickson, like, if you have a just a dude who's like really good at like you know he he's he's pretty good at everything he's never gonna be Hickson in like a BJJ match, just like the infamous uh, Rogan shop talk where he was trying to say like oh I can beat Kane Velasquez in a wrestling match and he's like you'd be surprised and then Rogan's just like um really because I think you'd be fucking surprised <laughs> like he'd just fucking kill you like it's just like that like you see like who can implement their game and I think that was like a lot of the fight going like a lot of fights going forward you see that. You know, it's like, oh, who's going to get to their spot first? And then when you see, because now, again, man, like, we're so spoiled with that. Because even when you see the difference between, like, um, someone who's really, they're based BJJ, and then they get good at striking. And then you see someone who's good at striking, like, their grappling's getting better each day. Like, um, Santos versus Valentina, like, perfect example. Like, okay, there's, like, levels to this shit. Like, you know, she got backpacked, you know? And long so, time, but, yep. yeah, dude. And seeing like these old fights, like you see that, like, man, like, like, I don't know. Like that's that's why I was really excited to like do this because it was like, you know, the MMA archive, not the UFC archive, the MMA archive, you know, we're talking about the evolution of martial arts, the evolution of mixed martial arts, you know, and it's these type of events that set the standard and then going forward pushes the bounds on rules like what are we going to do here like should we put the time here should we make different things 
And oh, also going back to like your whole thing about the the supplement stuff with chemo, I think they mentioned it in the inter- in an interview too. Like they were kind of like, yeah, just sign here and like just take whatever you want. <laughs> but you're you're not on drugs, right? <laughs> like it was like kind of like that, you know? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. And I agree, man. There's it, there's a lot of times when I was watching these fights that I'm like, this shit is cool. Like, I still enjoy that's how I know that I'm a fight nerd, respectfully, because even mm. in those fights that are slogs that are taking forever, that are slow. I'm I, I still there's still things to be seen. There's still techniques being thrown. There's still things to observe. So I, I try to always challenge myself in that way to like stay engaged. Uh, but if a fight is hard to stay engaged with, I'm going to make sure to tell you guys, because uh, obviously if I was talking about imagine me talking about that Dan Severn fight as if it was some poetic masterpiece of the Southpaw jab against Orthodox fighters. Hell no, that that's not happening. Like it, 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 it <laughs> didn't play out that way. Uh, so that's not how it is. But yeah, there's a lot to appreciate right. as far as the evolution of MMA and the way things there's like a certain standard now. Like you mm-hmm. if you're if you're not able to put out ready output in general, um, mm-hmm. you're not going to win MMA fights today. Like there's not there's not fighters mm-hmm. even even in the grappling phases now. Obviously, the, the scoring criteria has changed over the years. But mm-hmm. if, even if you're grappling and doing well in advancing position, if you're not, if that's not directly leading to sub attempts that are close or damage on the ground, it, it does not mm-hmm. count. It does not matter for much. Uh, so it's just cool to see the way uh, control and the way control was looked at back then, um, and how it's evolved over time. But this was a fun event, dude. There was a lot of moments where I, I was like, this shit is crazy. And this leads beautifully into our awards. So every, every in one of these, uh, excuse me. In every one of these episodes, uh, I, I give out my own performance bonuses. Uh, it's important. I make sure that I, I, dis- I make a distinction with mine, too. So we have fight of the night, performance of the night. So it could be a knockout or a submission, whatever you feel. Sometimes I've done decisions where I felt like someone was able to show their full game in MMA and mm. had a standout performance. <clears throat> so that's my idea of performance of the night. And then I have KO of the night and submission of the night. So I'll start us off with my fight of the night. And this wasn't hard for me. <laughs> it was a couple, a couple of ones here. Where I, it was hard for me. This wasn't hard for me. It was Gary Goodrich and Oleg Tektarov. Mm. Man. Yeah. I think I'd go with that too, honestly. I thought uh, just like the whole excitement of both of them getting knocked down and then just like finally getting that finish. I was like, yep. Definitely got to give it to Uncle Gary. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That that fight was crazy. And you're, you're going to see a theme now because that fight made up for a lot of the pain <laughs> of this night. Um, so performance of the night. I'm curious. I'll let you lead with this one. Uh, who do you feel had that performance of the night? Um, hmm. I think Hickson just based on like him actually implementing his game plan and like showing more than he can, he can wrestle all that too. So it was awesome. Nice. I respect that. Um, I personally didn't make that choice, but I I respect it. Um, I I think I, eh, I agree though. He definitely showed his dominance on the ground. So that was a big part of it. And it was probably the most dominant, out of out of a lot of the fights so that's a good pick um i went with 
This fight's going to be getting a couple of awards tonight. Gary Goodrich versus Oleg Taktarov. Um, my my reason for picking this one was obviously uh, he was able to stuff the takedowns when they got close. Um, and right. and the fact that Oleg Taktarov showed some growth too. He, he showed that he was working on his striking too early on mm-hmm. and capitalized on those moments. Uh, so that that was my reason for giving this one performance of the night. Uh, felt like it was a, a two fighter, a two fighter affair instead of just a drubbing on one side. Uh, right. Next up, exactly. KO of the night. <laughs> there's, there's so many options for us to choose uh, from. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jazz Chef. No, um, no. <laughs> uh, that's you. What are you gonna say? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Gary Goodrich versus Oleg Tektarov. <laughs> Three in a row, home. baby. Three in a row. All the bonuses. Legit, oh, all that they're getting 150k tonight, but like mm-hmm. they, they're good. I know he's fine now. That was the That's only fine. KO, though, right? I'm not going crazy. Everything else uh, was submission yeah, or decision. That was it. That was it. Yeah, the nasty KO, nonetheless, too. So it's like, oh my god, heck yeah! Yeah, so now submission <laughs> of the nights. I, I, I'm excited. I'm gonna make you lead on this one once again. Uh, what is your pick for submission of the night? Um. <laughs> Okay, I don't I don't want to pick Hickson again because he already got the performance bonus. So I think I, I'll go with Murakami. I think I think we need to show Murakami more love. I think that that judo throw leading into the armbar, I was like, yeah, that was fucking fire. Let's do that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yes, give, give him something to go home with. Give him something to go home with. You know. Yes, sir. That's, <laughs> that's the one I picked too. <laughs> and <laughs> and honestly, you would think it would be Hickson, obviously, just because that's sort of what's expected. Uh, but I felt like mm-hmm. that was a way more violent finish, like <laughs> just mm-hmm. getting to that spot and then quickly transitioning because there was some time in between Hickson's big takedown and obviously getting into mount. There's an art to that as well. Don't get me wrong. But just as far as flowing mm-hmm. into that, uh, I thought that was awesome. So, yeah, that was my pick, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we love it. We <laughs> love it here. We're giving out the, the, the same bonuses. It's all good. It's all good. Exactly, That's how you exactly. can tell those were the ones that stood out for sure. Um, mm. But uh, this was awesome. Once again, thank you so much for coming on and, and chatting shit with me. And I'm watching these fights because I know it's a time investment uh, to find the time to, mm-hmm. to watch these. But uh, I'm excited because we got we got more to talk about, baby. We had a crazy event last night at UFC 275 in Singapore. There's mm. so much to talk about, uh, but let's just start with the main event, dude. Please, how how did you feel about this one? Yeah, I I don't think Glover should retire. Like, I just think, I feel like he has, like, just that performance alone, that was the type of performance you need. Like, we've had Jones versus Gustafson one. That was like, holy shit, this is the best light heavyweight fight in the history of light heavyweight fights. And then seeing this one, like, the amount of drama and excitement, the amount of hope that you, you get for both guys, like, that's the type of shit I like in a fight like you know because everyone like i mean not everyone but a lot of people they shit on the light heavyweight division man like it's like but when you see like those type of performances that's like wow okay like damn this is the shit like this is the shit i like to watch you know mm-hmm. um but seeing that fight was just super inspiring like seeing yuri blocking punches with his chin but still getting a submission like it with no hooks in just like on the side and then like, I didn't even see the tap at first because the mm. camera angle was so weird. But then, like, seeing it again, I was like, wow, he actually did tap. And it was but, a like, frantic tap, too. Like, it, you could yeah. tell it was on tight. Like, what's, yeah, exactly. Like, how, what's his squeeze after, like, five rounds? Like, come on, are you kidding me? 
and he did a beautiful job turning into that side too. So mm. even though there was no hooks, there was a lot of body leverage there on the choke too. Exactly. So wild. But yeah, man, that was just 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 a beautiful. It was beautiful. And it's making me excited for that uh, whole division. Dude, I, I tell anyone that will give me the chance, I, I got my college degree covering Risen. So I've been a fan of Yuri since 2015. Like I, I love I love watching this dude fight because a lot <laughs> of what you see now in the UFC is the same thing. Like he's not a fighter, although he has moments of dominance and moments of brilliance that leads to these finishes. He's not mm. like the the poster boy for dominant MMA fighter. A lot of the times in his fights, he ends up on bottom, getting controlled, getting hammered and mm -hmm. finding a way to fight through it and just both of these guys this is what i was alluding to as far as there's different criteria as far as what makes a fight great like this fight was great because it had multiple levels of that the first being obviously just the technical side of it it was a big clash of styles yuri fights entirely different than anyone but compared to glover specifically very different styles glover's very uh sort of compact uh, very, uh, I would say efficient, like he, there's not a lot of wasted movement, uh, mm -hmm. tight strikes, uh, tight uh, takedown attempts. And the, the clash of styles between Yuri's is just open, charging style uh, made for an awesome matchup where there was a lot of times of sort of dominance from both guys where one is, it feels like they're running away with it. And they're like, it feels like they're almost seconds away from finishing it at multiple different points. And then the momentum shifts entirely. And the other guy is now on that same brink. It was nuts. I think I, there must have been at least seven or eight moments where the tide shifted like that during this fight that had me losing my damn mind. Like, I'm like, how many, mm -hmm. how many more times, like each time it happened, I'm like, well, they can't keep doing this. Like how many more times can you get away with this shit? Like you can't get taken down again <laughs> or else you're not going to win. Like Yuri, you're losing. That's how I felt watching. Yeah, it. yeah. Um, and the fact that he was able to pull the victory out of the jaws of defeat, literally in the last 30 mm -hmm. seconds, uh, all time, great fight. And, and there was moments where it was sloppy as hell. Like, let's be mm -hmm. honest. And that's okay. Like there, there, mm -hmm. will, there will never be a bantamweight fight that technically looks anything like this fight but that's mm -hmm. why i enjoy the difference in the divisions too like mm -hmm. if there was a, a a light heavyweight that fought like bantamweights he would undoubtedly be the champion if, if obviously if he was the same <laughs> size like a hundred percent just based on the way the the divisions are it's more high quality mma yeah. but right, 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 there right. was moments of sloppiness in this one but it was just exciting as hell to watch dude yeah, dude, you you have to have those cracker of fights, you know, those like grind pace, like everything like that, like because you see them make adjustments too after being fifty. A lot of people forget that, like these guys have been fighting for like twenty minutes straight so far. Like the fact that they're still with good technique sometimes and having moments where they're still scrambling, still fighting for position, whatever it is, like it's amazing. Like that's why, like that last second tap, that was like he could have won if he just stayed on the feet if he just boxed him up from there but then he kept shooting for the takedown i think that was just fatigue you know like because glover has good fight iq they both have great fight iq like yuri like his his range and like being able to flow with his combos like if he stayed like i was saying it all leading up to this fight like 
if Glover gets top control, he's going to keep him there. If Yuri stays at his range, he's going to piece him up and fuck him up. And, like, a lot of it was great. Like, that whole first round, like, again, like, watching the old fights, watching the newer fights, like, the fact that they were in open stance, um, Glover's hitting the body kick, like, they're both trying to get each other with it. You know, this, yeah, like, exactly. Like, you see the lower the weight classes, the higher the technique. But, like, seeing, like, them just grind and grind and try to, like, get the finish and get the win, like, that's the shit you appreciate from top-level MMA, you know? That's, it's just so good, man. It's so good. And the way that they both sort of had to battle through it, too. Like, they both were cut badly. They both were Mm -hmm. hurt at different times. I -hmm. thought for sure Yuri was going to get knocked out in that fifth round. Like, I thought for Mm -hmm. sure... Uh, just the way I've seen Glover separate people from consciousness, A, but the way right. he was landing so easily, it felt like every punch he was throwing was landing. Hard, um, bro. Exactly, hard. hard. And to and to jump back a couple rounds to what you were saying about Yuri's style, like, I love the way he fights when he's on because there's stretches mm-hmm. and combinations where he can't miss. Like, every punch mm-hmm. he's throwing from either hand is landing and is landing hard. And it's it's a weird thing that he does, too, because like it's almost like the concept of like an up jab, but with hooks like he comes right. from underneath and throws a hook that's ranging up. It's, it, exactly. Yeah. It's a it's very weird. it's a very <laughs> different way to throw punches. And I'm sure a lot of coaches watch him and cringe and be like, if you don't you want to throw a hook, you don't throw it like that. Uh, but mm-hmm. it works for him. And and that's what right. makes M- that's something that I love about MMA, too. Like there's no cookie cutter this is how you fight. This is how, this is what gets you success. Everyone can be their own unique individual and express themselves differently. And Mm -hmm. I I think it makes sense why he's one of my favorite fighters. And Tony Ferguson was one of my favorite fighters because they have a similar style where it's, it's crazy. It isn't gonna like, they're here for a good time. Not a long time. Like this is not Mm -hmm. a style that you can have longevity with because you're taking so much damage walking through the fire to get mm-hmm. there uh but just crazy that it, it could end in that way and the fact that he's the first person to ever submit glover um mm-hmm. and and almost getting knocked out minutes before that it's just crazy it's just crazy yeah. well such a crazy comeback like yeah man i just everything about that was just beautiful and just seeing the evolution of like that like this is perfect for yuri too because like, this is the type of fight you need, like, because everyone's like, oh, he's just, like, a prospect. You just get a hype job, whatever. But, like, like you, I've, I've seen his stuff in, like, Risen, too, and I'm like, holy shit, no, this guy's the real fucking deal, man. Like, that's the type of match you need, though. Like, for both sides, like, you need that type of match to, like, see where your heart is, you know, see the heart of a champion, see how you're going to fight in these situations. Like, the whole time of the fight, I was like, oh, this is it. But then, like, later on, I progressed to, like, what are you going to do now? Like, what's your what's your response to this? And then they respond perfectly each time, you know. And then Yuri just right there took took the whole match just with that choke. And like, I don't know, like this, it, it's just such a good time to like be a fight fan. Hell <laughs> like, yeah, honestly. dude. Hell it's yeah. So and good. boxing too. Like I was talking about that the other day too. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if you watch much boxing straight up, but this year I feel like in MMA and boxing has been an awesome year as far as getting the mm-hmm. fights that we want to see. 
and yeah. and there hasn't been a lot of like main events that fallen out so far like it's mm-hmm. been a, it's been an awesome start to the year and this just continues on that trend this this and and it wasn't just this fight too like i feel like how great this fight is takes away from how great the card was there was what seven or eight finishes on this card devastating finishes too well, most of them knockouts i don't even think there was a submission um besides the main event mm-hmm. i think i think everything else was either knockouts or decisions and there right, were two right, right. sort of fight of the night contenders in my opinion um besides the main event because obviously that mm-hmm. one's gonna get it uh the first was the sung Woo Choi fight versus josh Kulabao. that fight was fucking crazy too yeah, um dude. uh the, the way their styles matched up i'm a big fan of Kulabao in general uh, mm-hmm. But the way Sung Will Choi was able to survive to getting cracked early and, and just going after it. And there was a lot mm-hmm. of times where literally they would hit each other and then it'll be like a, like, <laughs> like almost like you see the robot short circuit <laughs> for a second. Like they're like, oh, dude. and they're like, you hit me and now I need to hit you. And then they just come forward. <laughs> like, it's like, like they, like it almost uh, gave them life. Like they got hit. Yeah, and it was exactly. like, all right, well now I got to come and hit you back. Uh, yeah. That was an awesome fight. And then the other one that came to mind uh, was Jake Matthews versus Andre Fialo. Uh, when I was oh, watching dude. that one, dude, dude, that fight, dude, <laughs> this is going to be a throwback. I, that fight reminded me of how I felt when I was watching Andre Alofsky versus Travis Brown live. Like I watched that on old <laughs> live. I wasn't yeah. there, but like watching it live from my house, it felt the same way during that fight where like during these exchanges, you're like, holy fuck. Like how are either of them surviving right now? Like there was multiple times where I felt like both of them could have gotten knocked out. And mm-hmm. just the, the way the sequence with the finish obviously was devastating. I didn't even, based on the way the camera was, I couldn't really see the shot that finished it, but obviously you see the effect it had. That was, mm-hmm. that was an awesome fight too. Crazy. Dude, it was like, oh man. Jake Matthews was more of a grappler before, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, that's why I thought, too. I think I said that. I was kind of drunk last night. So I was like, some of my friends, you know that guy? Yeah, that's a fucking grappler. And I walked <laughs> to get another beer. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah, but, you know, shout out for y'all, man. Because he fucking went out there and did his thing anyway. But shit. Yeah, but, dude, last night's... I got to do honorable mention, please. Like, uh, Jocelyn Edwards, though. Like, we got to talk about her. Because I, I feel like she's really coming in on her own now because I remember her debut being super like, you know, she looked kind of awkward and like timid a little bit, but you can see like, oh, she got Muay Thai, you know, like she can scrap, but like seeing her with her, you know, the hair, like she come, she looking like she's throwing some new shit. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. Let's go. Where are you going to go with this? So I'm just happy for her. Like that shout out to her because that just was like, it's nice to see that too. You know, like these people debuting, I can remember like not too long ago, we saw like Max Holloway, you know, and then now he's like a mega star now, right? Exactly. So lost to um what's his name? Uh, Bermudez. What, what's his first name? Yeah. Ma- uh, uh, fuck. I just had it in my head. Dennis. Uh, Dennis Bermudez. Dennis Bermudez. There you go. That, that, Mons, you yeah. see that fight and you're like, yeah, there's no way this guy's probably gonna be top 10, right? And then and right. then cut to the many years later. Dude, I agree. And what bugged me out about that fight, too, is it was a weight class up. 
that was at 145 mm-hmm. and she was fighting at 135 prior she mm-hmm. she filled out honestly like she looked big i wonder if she's gonna stay in that <laughs> weight class and and the yams yeah. was on full effect i know i wasn't the only <laughs> yeah. one i know i wasn't the only one distracted let's be real that's so funny yeah um, and, i saw a picture too that's so funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have oh, to. Man. It's only right. It's only right mm-hmm. that you mentioned it. And, and funny enough, shout out my guy Eric. I know he was on the other side, uh, loving what R- Ramona Pasquale had to offer in that department as well. So it was it was an uh, an all action <laughs> affair on many different fronts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely, I'm not lying. Oh man! And then Joanna getting finished that way. My heart, dude. Between Tony Ooh. Ferguson and Joanna this year. I'm just devastated, bro. I, yeah. I, it's hard. Was, it's hard being rough. a fan. That was super rough. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, she has nothing to be ashamed about. Like that. She looked pretty good when it, the fight was, like, you know, in her range. And then it's just, you know, shout out to Cejudo because, like, I feel like, like, me and my friend were talking about it, too. Like, he was talking about, like, I don't know, man. I feel like Whaley's, like, in her head a lot, you know, ever since, like, she's switching camps, doing all this stuff. And then as soon as she took down i was like i don't know bro <laughs> like i think she's i think she's figured it out like mm-hmm. now it's like i guess what it is too it's like amount of finding your confidence in there too and then you wanna like even being off and like being super relaxed like you're not it's it's not the same when you're in there fighting like every other you know month but i i really enjoyed it no matter what like she still she still kept trying to like fight and like try to finish even though she got caught you know but you know I, I i mean respect to her like you know congrats on retirement like i honestly still think she could still like be a threat in that division and be at the top of it hell yeah hell yeah, yeah but... even though she was getting out wrestled that was a close round like there was mm-hmm. i would say she landed the cleaner shots of that round mm-hmm. obviously uh Whaley's punches move her a lot more so mm-hmm. um it, it's hard to, to to judge those moments uh and i'm biased as fuck so i will point out everything <laughs> joanna did well uh but yeah, even in those grappling phases, the way that she got those takedowns and the clear strength difference, mm-hmm. I was surprised that Joanna was able to get up twice the way yeah. she did and and sort of uh, reset that position, get back to the feet. Um, it mm-hmm. looked like she was in for a tough round and she made she it competitive. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome too. Uh, kicked her yeah, leg out great. in a combination. Um, <laughs> it's just the, the level of MMA today is awesome. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I, I remember a couple years ago, just you couldn't think of the possibility of someone being better than Joanna, right? Like, the, it, mm-hmm. she was tearing through that division, especially abusing the, women. Dude, <laughs> like, I mean, that stretch, Carla Esparza, Jessica Penne, like, murders. Like, oh, please, please mm-hmm. watch that back if you're a newer fan that have yeah, only dude. seen Joanna getting cooked lately and you're like, this girl sucks. Uh, like, why do they always no, give her not, respect? Bro. No, that is yeah. not the case She's at so all. Good. She's Hell super yeah. Good. What, the first uh, woman that I watched throughout the entirety of their career that I was like, they have a different level of edge than their competitors. Like, mm-hmm. it's not even just about like, exactly. It's technical too, but it's not even just about that. It's about like, I want to hurt you and I want you mm-hmm. to know that I'm fucking you up right now. Like I want mm-hmm. you to, f- to know that it's not just, <laughs> it's not just physical. Like I'm better than you and I'm going to demoralize you through it. Like exactly. that's how it was. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. awesome career for her. It sucks that she has to to wrap them up, but I, I would rather, 
honestly, I would rather it sooner than later. That's why when you mentioned earlier that you don't want Glover to retire, I kind of disagree. Like, I'm like, this is as good as it gets. <laughs> like, it, it is not going to get better than this. It's only going to get worse, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I agree with what you said. I, I Who am I to tell anyone to give up their career? But at the end of the day, I just feel like health-wise, like what you gave out in that fight, even though it takes a lot from you, yeah. it's literally a victory. Like he was moments mm-hmm. away from winning, even on the cards, but right, right, it just right. takes away so much, dude. And he's already 42. Uh, so, mm-hmm. and Joanna's getting out. What is she 34? So yeah. getting out super early. And in my opinion, that's the way to do it. So proud of her. Mm-hmm. And I hope, I hope the retirement stays because MMA retirements are known for being a couple months at, at most. Exactly. That's wild, man. But yeah. Dude. Good on her though. Good on her. 275 was awesome, dude. Is there anything else you want to cover before uh, we hop into some quick uh, matchups for the next card? Um, the Valentina Tyler Santos fight. Who'd you have for that? Yeah, man. Um, so I I was at this point off the devil's lettuce. Let's be clear. I was high as hell <laughs> at this point. At this point of the night, I was high as hell. So um, when I was watching live, I thought uh, Santos won the first two rounds. And then yes, I thought I Valentina won the last three. That's me personally. Um, mm-hmm. But just because I honestly thought Santos would win because there's this thing that I've noticed, and it's not just in this fight, but when we have a dominant champion, if anyone has any sort of success against them, it's viewed as if they are dominating them. Um, when in, Even though even with the back control, like those were close rounds. Like it wasn't like, it was just a, a like, yeah, she was rocking a her whitewash. too. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Valentino was <laughs> landing some big shots. So uh, it was a fun fight though. And it was great, obviously to see her get tested in that way um, mm-hmm. and, and pass those tests as well. Uh, it was an awesome fight, dude. I loved it. Uh, but I, I personally had Valentino winning. I thought the right person won. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Um, like, I just thought the matchup in itself was exciting. Like, so I was going to talk to you about this. Uh, so you know how calf kicks have been the meta as of late, and then I think they're switching over now. I think the meta for uh, women's MMA is the head and arm throw. Like yeah. that's been that's been the meta for like years now. So they haven't really changed it up a bit. But seeing seeing a uh, Tyla like that's exactly you need to do when someone goes for a head and arm. You have to counterbalance your weight and like go with it, but also like you know, hip heist to where you can take their back too. And she did a lot of good things in that match. And um, there were times where she didn't look that confident, Tyla. And then uh, Valentina seemed like a little frustrated at some points too. Mm-hmm. But that's the type of fight you need to really like improve on for both sides. So yep. yeah, people were like, oh, I think it was a robbery. I'm like, mm, I mean, like, I wouldn't be mad at a rematch, but this because that was actually a pretty fun fight to watch. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, you got to... <laughs> what was it split was it a split or unanimous no it's unanimous unanimous oh, the okay. cards were all over the place though that's why it felt like yeah. a robbery to some yeah i, I agree yeah 49 46 or whatever that's unjustifiable that was, the that was weird that was weird to me but but i did think valentina took that just because of um how it ended too and like a lot of the moments she had on the feet but yeah good fight nonetheless yeah, and it's hard to it's hard to have a good Valentina Shevchenko fight. I will be honest. So, uh, made made for a fun one. Uh, dude, this was awesome. 
I had a great time doing this. But before we leave, we got some rapid fire. I'm just going to ask you prediction as fast as you could give it to me and lay out how, sort of how you think the fight is going to go next week. There's a couple fights on here that I'm actually really looking forward to. Adrian Yanez versus Tony Kelly. What are you? What are your thoughts on that matchup? Tony Kelly. Um, I hope Adrian knocks out the racist guy. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you thank you i don't have to oh what a what a please can you can you share the name of our guest that's joining us right now this is pogi bear garonk hendricks what a legend what a how old are they he's uh he is how old are you Bain's born st patrick's day only two months old like oh, two wow. or three months old yeah <laughs> yeah they're gonna they're be big. big you can see you can see those paws uh they're, yeah, they're big for her for his size for sure exactly give him the views he, like let's go let's go he deserves yes, sir. it yes sir 100 percent. that was the highlight of the of the damn uh episode dude thank <laughs> you i needed that i don't even remember what we were talking about that takes precedent <laughs> <laughs> no we gotta talk about adrian as being the ally to the people yes the knock ally to racist. the people yes knock out the racist. <laughs> I don't care what happens. Just cook them, please. Um, honestly, I could oh, see, man. I could see moments where Giannis is getting pieced up. I think he's an mm-hmm. awesome prospect, but he's also in that sort of uh, hittable camp uh, where you're right, you're, right, right. you're in the fire, so so you can uh, get hit. Uh, but I, yeah, I agree. I think Giannis takes away that one, and then these mm-hmm. next two, these next two right here, I'm I'm pumped for. <laughs> um, this this may surprise you that this is on the list, but Julian Marquez versus Gregory Rodriguez. Uh, who do you think wins that one? Is that Cyborg? Cyborg Rodriguez? Or no, RoboCop, right? Uh, yes, the RoboCop, yes. RoboCop. Oh, my God, dude. What the fuck, man? You're throwing these fucking curveballs. Um, I think Julian. Like, I just think, like, mm. every time he gets fucked up, like, he gets stronger. <laughs> like... <laughs> He he's like a that. saying bro he's a, he's a yeah, fucking exactly. saying exactly dude like he's on the verge of death and then he just gets better and i'm like how 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 and i don't know cuban missile crisis that shit oh my god that shit's funny right oh man great nickname yeah i i love the breakdown i'm going with gregory rodriguez because i'm a big fan of his i think his improvements on the feet uh, are going to be s- sort of significant. Uh, I think he's going to hurt Julian Marquez at some point on the feet. Right, 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 uh, right. But if he can get into the wrestling, it, it could get fun uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Just, the- just the scrambles. Uh, I- that's why I'm anticipating right. this fight a lot because there's going to be parody on the feet and there's going to be fun uh, grappling transitions. So that that one has me hype. And then the mm-hmm. main event, Donald, uh, I'm joking. <laughs> Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett. Uh, this this is a hell of a fight right here. Oh, man. I'm leaning towards Calvin Cater, uh, just because yeah. of the length. But uh-huh. I could easily see him getting starched by one punch by Emmett. He just has that kind of power. Yeah, they both. I think <clears throat> Cater has more of like the volume and like the precision, but he also has good power. But I think Josh has like that fucking stomping, uh, stomping, that fucking stopping power that like makes you like reevaluate your life. Like, why did I choose this as a career? Mm-hmm. You know. But I think ever since the Max fight, I think Cater was like, I'm never letting another grown ass man beat me like that again. And then so the shit he did to. Uh, Giga was just like, hold, man. He's like abusing the fuck out of him. Like, like mm-hmm. I think he's like on a roll right now. I feel like he he needs that type of performance to ha- like to like um to to do his shit. So mm-hmm. I think this one, it's really gonna it's gonna be a good test for both. 
because then oh, he, yeah. we're going to see how Josh rebounds again. And we're going to see how Cater, uh, like, if, he, if he's still willing to, like, you know, gun for that title shot, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really interesting if Josh Emmett starts shooting for takedowns early. I think that could be something that's like an underrated part of this matchup because obviously we're just thinking of the power, the way the power matches up on the feet. Um, I think Josh Emmett probably out-wrestles him, um, but how long could he keep that up and how much does he mix that in? I don't know. I don't expect him mm-hmm. to do much of it, uh, but I feel like that's an interesting wrinkle that could sort of tip things more in Josh Emmett's favor, uh, especially right. if things start to go south on the feet. But uh, that's a fun fight, dude. That That's a mm-hmm. fight of the year contender. Like, you don't have to watch it to know that it's going to be that kind of a fight. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, it's a barn burner for sure. And we're actually going to see body shots. <laughs> you know? Yep, and a bunch of them. And, and body jabs as well. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Arwen, dude, thank you so much for coming on. I always have so much fun with you here on the show, bro. Uh, especially when we get into the grappling. I love out of nowhere, uh, we're just shooting the shit here. And then you're here pulling up hip heist and, and just beautiful wrestling terminologies. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, thank you for always having awesome things and insightful things to say. Please, once again, uh, remind the people where they could find your your awesome Twitter banter. Um, yeah, follow me on Twitter at 808MMAinsight. And then uh, if you like music, uh, you can follow my crew and SoundCloud uh, for the free. I'll put a link up later on my stuff. But uh, yeah, man, it's always a blast every time I'm on the show. That's why, I, like, as soon as you posted that about like watching old fights, I'm like, oh, dude, hell yeah, because I love film study. So like, this is why I take it as like, I love going through old fights and seeing what's new, what was the meta back then, and what works now, what doesn't work anymore. So yeah, you're definitely helping me become a better like you know, fan and a better, like, you know, just martial arts in general with just, like, doing these kind of um, uh, podcasts and stuff like that. Awesome, dude. Awesome. It doesn't get better than that, folks. Uh, so make sure you tune in every goddamn week. Going to have a lot more of these coming up and uh, covering old school events, but also looking forward at uh, future events. So make sure you follow everything at the MMA Archive, any podcast platform you use. Uh, we're out there. So just make sure to follow us. Give us a good rating, as well as make sure you follow the OTS Media platforms we're on all platforms is ots media and then ots media co on youtube uh make sure you check us out we cover every goddamn sport basketball football baseball we, we cover everything uh there's a lot of so- something for everyone we do music stuff we do stuff about movies as well just all the content you need your one-stop shop um so please support us at ots media co Thank you so much for tuning in and you can catch me before I get out of here at Negron MMA on Twitter, as well as Chris Negron underscore on Instagram. Thank you so much for all the support you guys and shout out to Dustin Poirier. I'll see you guys next time. Peace. (laughs) 